so you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. Sorry, but we actually have a wait list for our Monstera. Shaw's greenhouse is really bringing in the green. We can't keep snake plants in stock. She needs a construction manager to build on her roots and grow. We could add a whole section for ferns. Here we'd have dahlias, dahlias, and more dahlias. Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. You can schedule and conduct virtual interviews all from your employer dashboard. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Insurance Commissioner Jim Donlin. If you're on Medicare with limited income, you may qualify for help paying your premiums, deductibles, and prescription drug costs. Limits on income and assets for these programs have changed, so you may qualify for help now, even if you were denied in the past. Call our Senior Health Insurance Program at 1-800-259-5300 to see if you can save on your Medicare cost. Brought to you by the Senior Health Insurance Information Program. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max want to hear from you. Darryl in North Carolina. Totally disagree with Keith. Of course Alabama can claim that Jalen Hurts. Scott in Alabama. I got to disagree with Darryl on the other line. Okay. ridiculous to claim Jalen. Lorenzo in Alabama. The last guy was a fake. He must have been a USC fan. Hey, 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 you're not going to attack me on my own show. Get rid of this guy. It's not your show. It's the Paul Feinbaum show. Word up, son. Be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. The upper cervical family contracting hotline. Chef Scotty. John 4K to my right. We're underneath the tent here at Francesca. Francesca. By Katie's. Deli and Pizzeria. Yes. Sergeant First Class, uh, class Patrick Lagarde. Earlier. Was yeah. here with his, uh, his boss. Oh, what great guys. Um, at the Louisiana National Guard. And hooked us up with a couple of, uh, what, c- credential carers, keychains, however you want to look at this. Lanyards, that's what they are. Yeah, Couldn't think of the name. Love nice. it. Very nice. Um, and also we, uh, spoke with Sonny from Son of a Saint as well. So maybe we'll do some, uh, some remotes over there as well during the, the spring and summer. You know, before the Saint season and, or as John liked to call it, Panther season <laughs> begins. We, uh, we've been having that discussion. John 4K thinks the Panthers will be the team to beat in the NFC South. Chef Scotty had his rebuttal. It's all Saints for him. They're a team to play or to beat in the NFC South. Earlier this week, uh, I did want to play this for you, um, John, about Dennis Allen talking about specifically about one of the things that he liked about Jamal Williams. That's the new running back. And right. you were here a couple Thursdays ago when yeah. he signed. And, get from Detroit. Right. And, and, you know, you touched on, look, a thousand yards. A lot of people can kind of get a thousand yards in today's NFL. But I was bringing up the point that he's a very physical back. And some of the moves that you see in this team this year is about trying to go back to that sense of physicality. I know it's something that's driven you nuts in a while. In, I'm, I'm not saying it's because, you know, back in the day with you. And I know 
sports and the game has evolved and changed. But I still think sometimes the most simplest play is the best play. Oh, and and when you're at the goal line, oh, it's third and one, fourth and inches. It drives me nuts that you're going out of the gun. It just makes no sense if you need an inch or a totally yard. Agree. The football gets snapped. Five to seven yards behind the line of scrimmage. Then you got to make up that said distance just to get back there. Like right. you know, quarterback sneak it or or get it to a big powerful back. This is what Dennis Allen had to say Tuesday at the owners' meetings about what he liked about Jamal Williams. He's got a physical run style, which I I think is something that that uh, uh, that we can use. Um, you know, obviously with with Alvin, we have a, a, a dynamic playmaker at that position. Um, but yet, I think I think we can use the the big physical bruising type running back, and, and uh, he certainly proved he could do that down there in goal line situations and short yardage situations. So we're excited about the player. He's somebody that we really uh, thought highly of, and uh, uh, we're glad we got him. Do you think the Saints need to be a more physical offensive team? Oh, I do. I, I believe, you know, I don't know what Scott's take on this, but watching the Saints, I've always said this, that they, they never had that power running back to really help. I mean, I know when Ingram was in his top form years ago, you had that. You don't have that now. Kamara's not that. He's a, the slash guy, giving the ball on the outside, do some things. Offensively, they had to go back to that. Uh, I think Derek Carr will bring that to the team because he does use tight ends. He's able to throw the ball underneath. He can do the deep ball. But basically, if they can get back to the pounding ground and then you know do some things offensively, all this tricky. Let me tell you what got me last last year. I don't know if y'all saw it. Do you know how many times the Saints after each play would bring four guys on the field, four guys off? The next play, they, five they, guys. They over. always did that under Sean Payton. Yeah, as but well. it, not as much as what I saw recently. Two or three guys. We did two or three guys. But when you do it, not every play. Look, I can remember, you keep the same offense in there, you make one or two plays, then you make it adjust. They're doing it every play, every play. And then nobody is getting in continuity with the offense. Like, okay, I'm on the field, I'm off the field, I'm on, I'm off, I'm off. You just don't know what's going on, and and it it screws up your play selection. What do you think, Scotty? Do you think the Saints are going to be more of a physical team on the offensive side? Well, I think the offensive line needs to be more physical, yeah. And, I mean, I think last year they had a problem with continuity on the offensive line because they didn't have enough players. Yeah, the injuries are are a big thing on there. I think you can't get more physical than Taysom Hill when he's running downfield. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you need more physical tight end play. The reason I'm bringing that up. Troutman's a huge The the reason I'm bringing that up, when I say right now, John, give me a characteristic of the San Francisco 49ers – and the Philadelphia Eagles, what comes to mind? They're just physical up front, yeah. both sides of football. They run the football, though. Yeah. They do run the football. But that style. But, but variety style the, their of Their style but, is a little different. Their right. style is. But they're ground. But they're, 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 they're a ground. I would, right. would you say they're a ground-oriented team? Is I would. Yes. No, I no, would. no. The Eagles and oh, 49ers. The Eagles. Yeah, I would yes. think that. They, I they, thought last year I saw more teams are. return to the. Fi- the Giants were in the playoffs. Because they ran Saquon right. Barkley right. and followed him, right? right? It, it, it's it's about winning football games. There's no need for you. Why win the game 42 to 30? What's wrong with winning the game 27 well, 20? I guess what I'm getting at is this. Everything's cyclical, right? 
And you know the phrase about the pendulum once it swings one way. And, and with yeah. the NFL, we saw the creation, or not creation, but the maybe coming of era with the greatest show on turf with the Rams. Remember? Gotcha. And then everybody then went for a running back that caught but the passes. Rams still no, no, ran no. the football. I, I, um, Who yeah. was their running back? But what, Marshall Falk. Thank but you. what I'm saying is they I saw what they I, did with they him. They threw the ball out of the backfield. And then lot. all of a sudden the NFL's like, we need a dual-purpose right. sort of back, and then almost to the point where can he catch the passes first. Like you look at McCaffrey and some of these other guys, right. they're, they're playmakers out the backfield catching yeah, linebackers football. can't, right. safeties well, can't run Right, and backs. it comes down to matchups, right? Trying right. to put a linebacker on a running back in space and then try to, to do all those aspects of it. And, and then, so what has to happen, John, I think defenses with the rule changes, with the spreading of the offenses, you and I have had this argument the last two years, but even you can agree we're seeing a lot more shotgun. Right, trying to get some so, college offense. But in there. that's what I'm getting at. So, what do defenses have to do to adjust? And you've seen them start to adjust. You, you no longer are going for the 305, 330 D tackle or D end. I need guys that can run. Right. I need quicker. Exactly. I, I need yeah. smaller, quicker, yeah. more athletic defensive linemen. Well. So now that that's happened, what do they have trouble? Than doing though, I think, is being physical in the third right. and fourth quarter, and you can run at them because team defenses and their team defense speed have gotten so much faster. It is harder. It is harder now to try to go off the edge and things like that. At the end of the day, the shortest distance between two points is straight ahead. Straight ahead, yeah. and that's what I'm kind of looking at. When I don't think it's coincidence. You look at some of the teams last year that had success. Look at what Detroit's done. We made a lot of fun, or the national media did with Campbell and. You know, I mean, I think he's a great follow and all that, but, you know, his, he's physical, physical, physical. Detroit darn near became a playoff team last year because they got more physical. He started from day one. We're going to punch you in the mouth. We're going to do those things. So I wonder if that's what we're seeing as well, guys, is more, I wouldn't say we're going to go back to the 80s style well, no, of, go back, you know, go back three to Bill downs Belichick. running up and down. Belichick. Look at Belichick's offense right. when Brady was there. They pound and ground you. And then they threw to the tight end. They threw a few, but they didn't try to four wides like the right. Indianapolis Colts with, with Peyton playing. Who won the Super Bowls? Who won the championship? The pounding ground. He had a solid offensive Tom line. Tom Brady. And t- well, Tom Brady was a good quarterback. We all know that. But he got the ball to the guys. The offensive play calling was what he wanted was, hey, we're going to pound and ground. We're going to get physical with him. They had a you know, committee by running backs. And then they threw the ball to the tight ends, threw the ball to West Walk, threw the ball underneath to these guys. Then he come out there with four wideouts all the time, stay in the shotgun all the time. That don't win championships. That style of college football stuff. These guys that want to pound the ground, like you said, the 49ers and the Eagles, they know in the fourth quarter, if I can run the football, I can beat you. I, I, so that's what I'm thinking, you know, and it would make sense to me to, to, right, to kind of all, get but, into but who, all, who all does it start with? Oh, the offensive line. There's no doubt yeah. about it. There's no doubt. The guy who's calling the plays. Well, I don't, if yeah. he doesn't call the plays for you guys to do the pounding ground, right? Then you can't blame the line. But they have to do what they. To, to, to Chef Scotty' point, I think last year too, you have to have the personnel. 
Yeah. You also have to have healthy bodies. But <laughs> but here's the thing, and I know all teams do this, and I lo- and I love what you say a lot of times. You're like, look, you you have to have that backup and all that. And that goes to a certain extent. But I wanted to play this for you here as well because Dennis Allen was asked about the importance of having a, a good backup quarterback. And he thinks that one of the things that Jameis Winston does is bring that to the table. You're bringing Jameis back. Well, I think that's kind of been our plan the last couple of years in terms of just, you know, making sure that we um, – you know, have a capable backup quarterback, and yeah, and and and, and we've we've certainly gone through uh, some injury issues at that position in the last few years, and so um, having somebody that you that you know, if something happens, you can put them in, and you feel like you can go and win games with them. Do you think if Derek Carr gets injured, would you be comfy with Jameis Winston? I, I, I'm not going to say I won't be comfortable right. with him. I, I think he can get some stuff done if they. Ask him to do the right thing, but I'm going back to what happened last year when he was ready to play, and you didn't play him. But now you think he's a well suited as a backup quarterback. Well, he was a backup quarterback last year when Dalton was playing bad. And sometimes why didn't you play him? Why didn't you give him a chance? I'm not sure he, I don't think was, he was healthy, healthy all yeah. year. His back was messed up. I don't think he was healthy all year. It'll be I think some stuff was taken out of context. Yeah. Well, that he said. I, I think it'll be interesting to see when OTAs take place. Will be the first time we'll get a chance to chat with them. Right. I, I gotta imagine that as the first get him or second show? question. Will we get him on show for you? Well, you can ask. Yeah, if you know. All right. Let's we get him across the street from Keith. Well, great. Let's. Uh, I'll go get Taylor to run down the street. Well, have him come to Katie's. I'll have him do that. You'll yeah. treat him. Yeah, man. You I give mean, him a free meal. I could ask DA if he ever wants to. Yeah, I was more than happy. Yeah, more than happy. To more than happy to. You sit right without there. him. Well, no, I I would be it'd, be it'd be real good right there to see him there and have John look right at him and be like, "Your Carolina Kitty Cats are yeah, here man. to come." Bring it on, <laughs> bring it on. <laughs> we got to go to break because of Will Guillory, but when we, when we come back at two thirty. I want to ask you this though, seriously: Are we not? Uh, it almost you feels okay? like I, you know, it almost feels like I have indigestion. Are we not talking about Atlanta enough? Atlanta who? Yeah, well, see, that's... I'm just... Throwing it out there. I don't get I'm, it. I'm going to bring one or two things up, and especially get your opinion on what Arthur Blank said yesterday. If that makes poop. any sense about them feeling they don't want to go with a guy like Lamar Carr. They don't want Lamar. Lamar, Lamar, Lamar Jackson, no, sorry. It Lamar doesn't Carr. seem like anybody I'm wants Lamar, Lamar right now. Nobody wants Lamar, Lamar, no. Yeah, but let's, uh, let's talk to Will Guillory. He'll help us preview tonight's game. It's now gone down to four, four what, and a what, half. What? It's clear. I haven't yep, seen well, Let's see. Let's see what happens. Sports Hangover next on ESPN New Orleans. Wow! It's that time of year again at Craig LeBlanc Toyota in Homa. Great deals like never before. Never before. Shop now for a huge selection of new Toyotas in stock and more arriving daily. Great dealer discounts on all the new and pre-owned Toyotas in stock. Get two years free maintenance too. Just click and save at GregLeBlancToyota.com. But you've got to hurry to take advantage of these great prices. Greg's got the deals as your low price leader. Greg LeBlanc Toyota, 220 South Hollywood Road in Homa. My dad, he's a double amputee and, uh, He's one of my favorite people in the world. To me, a hero is someone who fights for our country and freedom. My dad is a hero. 
Those were troops built this house, and it's basically made for him. My dad can get through the wide doorways. When he is making our lunch, he can reach anything we need. He'll help me build tiny projects. Life is good here. Without Homes for Our Troops, we'd be living in a home that didn't have all these features that helped him. Homes for Our Troops builds and donates specially adapted custom homes nationwide for severely injured post-9-11 veterans and enables them to rebuild their lives. If they get a new house like this one, it'll help them, like, do normal life. My dad's not just a hero. He's my hero. Join our mission at hfotusa.org. Saturday, April 15th is the Thibodeau Regional Cancer Institute Festival of Hope. We'll start with a 5K and fun run that morning with special guest Miss Louisiana USA Sylvia Masters. And that afternoon, a live concert featuring Kennedy Anderson and Soul Survivors. That's Saturday, April 15th, 5K at 8 a.m. and concert at 1.30. Proceeds support cancer education, screenings, and treatment. For more info, go to Thibodeau.com. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Mr. Will Guillory, a fine member, Chef Scotty, of the Brother Martin High School program there, sir. Why don't you say hello? Another legend. There it is, another legend. What's up, Will? How are you, man? I'm doing well, man. Just being a proud fader as usual. That's right. That's right. We and every single day we like to make fun of Andrew and everybody else Shaw that couldn't get in there. So. <laughs> That's what it is. Um, it took me a little bit, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you uh, to get over that game on Tuesday, the antics and all of that. After breathing and starting the show on Wednesday, though, I said you don't want to hear it and you probably don't want to say it. But I think you can look at it as a learning experience. There's a reason that they're champs. Draymond, after the game, you, I saw you tweet what he said on TNT, but he said it afterwards to the media as well in the locker room. That was on purpose. That's one of the things they do. And I think the Pels learned a, a lesson because they're still a learning team, aren't they, Will? This is still a team that needs to learn how to win. Yeah, sometimes in my, my Twitter account, <laughs> when I look at my mentions, I, I, it seems like, you know, everybody's ready to skip steps with this team, and they're, they're so angry after some of these losses. And the word I, I thought of after watching that game was levels. You know, you just sort of the, the, the Warriors are on one level, and the Pelicans just aren't quite there yet. They haven't right. been through the experiences that Warriors team has been through. And you saw it shine through, just, not just with Draymond, but just with the way Steph Curry showed up in the second half. Clay Thompson. Uh, you just you just saw the championship medal come out of those guys, and the Pels still have a long way to go to get there. And I, I think it's okay if they're not equal to the Warriors just yet. I know everybody sees the talent on this team; they see the five game winning streak, and everybody's like, "All right, let's get there right now." But I think it's okay to say, "Hey, that was a good experience for this team. Now you learn from it, and you try to come back better with you know the, the toughest schedule in the NBA the rest of the way." Yep. So. I had a little fun yesterday, and I might have used Chef Scotty a little bit here as well, where I said, poor Chef um, and others, we need to retape the ankles from jumping off the bandwagon, maybe some ankle braces will, because kind of along the lines of what you're saying. Um, for he and others that the, the hope train goes up and down by wins or losses, what would you tell Pels fans why you're hopeful this team can make the postseason, and if they do, uh, have some fun with it. 
Well, yeah, one thing I think the playing and the postseason are two different things, right? So I think playing, I think they're feeling pretty good about it just when you see the way that uh, Utah is falling off. It seems like they're on their way down, and it seems like Dallas might be on their way out of the playing. So uh, I think right now if you just maybe go 500 the rest of the way, I feel like you got a pretty good shot at at least being the 10th seed. Uh, but when we talk about postseason, I think that's different because then you got to get through maybe the Warriors or you got to get through the Lakers to get uh, a, a real postseason spot, which I think the, the skeptics, I think, have a, a good case when you say, hey, I, I'm not sure they've shown me enough to feel like they can go in the Golden State and win a, a do-or-die game or they can go into L.A. and beat LeBron and A.D. in a do-or-die game. So I think this team still has a long way to go, but I do think They've done enough to this point to make me feel like I still feel pretty confident that they can at least get into the playing game. When you look at what they were doing in the five-game win streak, I I do think that you saw some things that could translate. Look, I think that win at the Clippers was a good win, and you had a 20-point lead and a 17-point lead at halftime against Golden State. I think to me tonight's going to say hopefully there's no carryover, right? You didn't want you don't want that loss on Tuesday to carry over to tonight because I think if you can steal a win tonight and go three and one on this West Coast trip, take care of your business on Saturday against a team you match up well at the very least. Will I think that 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 might get you in that tenth spot at least? I, I know there's games to be played after that, but if you can win three to four games this week, man, that'll go that'll go very far getting at least into that play in. Yeah, you can come out of this four-game road trip with, with three wins. I think they will feel incredible uh, about the way it went, especially, you know, with the way Jokic kind of handles them every time these two teams match up. Now, we're still waiting to see if Jokic is going to play tonight. That's going to be huge news for the Pels. But, yeah, if they can go in and get three wins on this road trip, especially with the way this team has played on the road all season, I think they will feel really confident going into those home games, you know, the rest of the way. And, obviously, they finish off with Minnesota. But I think – this is what you want if you're the Pels to go in with some wins, go in with some confidence into some games at home where you feel like you play your best basketball. I'm sure there's going to be some great crowds in the Smoothie King Center. And I think they're, they're going to go in with some confidence that B.I. and C.J. and those guys can get them across the finish line and grab one of these playing spots. Uh, so, yeah, if you can go out and perform well tonight uh, and at least you know bring it to the, into the fourth quarter, I still feel like you got home games left. You handle your business at home, and you'll have a good shot of getting into the plan or at least making that game against Minnesota in the finale very interesting. You mentioned how Jokic has been playing here as well. Look, I, I again, I there, there were a handful of reasons on Tuesday that that game went south. Um, but you look at what Jonas was doing going into that game. Only 22 minutes in Tuesday. I almost felt like they sort of forgot about him. I wish they would have gone to him. Uh, if anything, Draymond could have picked up another person to foul, right? Maybe even a T. How has he fared against Jokic, and is is he a key to tonight for this team to be able to pull one out in Denver? Oh, no question, because I think that go to state match, which is a really tough one, just because he's got to step out so far in the perimeter to defend Stephen Clay on those pick and rolls, and you rather Larry Nance in that situation. But I think well, Jokic, he, he obviously can step out, but you feel better with just Jokic going against a bigger body. I think that's what people, when I talk to the Pels all the time, they just love when you know, uh, when Jonas can get a big body to go against him because that's where he feels comfortable. That's where he can get into his post moves and go down there and really make an impact and, and maybe even draw a few double teams. And, and that's 
why the Pelicans want to feed him as much as they are because he can not only get you some points in the paint, which they were lacking against Golden State, but he can also force you some double teams, get the ball movement around the perimeter where it's not so much on B.I. to create every single shot. So, yeah, I think this is definitely a matchup if Jokic does play where they're, they're going to try to feed Jonas a little bit more, get him going, and I think that's when you're going to see this offense flow a little better than it did in the second half against the Warriors. Hey, Will, it's Scotty. Scotty Craig here. Um, why is it, do you think, that they're not giving Kyra Lewis more opportunities when it seems that, you know, they're a point guard away? To me sometimes. Yeah, for sure. Anyway. For sure. Uh, that's something I've heard a lot. And I think Kyra, during the minutes he's got, I think he has shown that he's improved a right. little bit with his jump shot and he's more confident going to the rim. But I think they, they really love Dyson Daniels. This is something I heard before the season. That they really want to develop this young guy. They think he has a bright future. They like what he adds defensively, kind of a Herb Jones light and the way that he can you know, just be disruptive and defend multiple positions. So I think they're just very committed to developing Dyson Daniels as much as they can give him these opportunities and, and frankly I think they they probably wouldn't admit it but I think they see Dyson as part of their future probably more than Kyra at mm-hmm. this point so they say hey we could develop this young well I guess he's 20 years old not, not 19 years old this 20 year old guy give him some opportunities in big games to get his feet wet and they're hoping that he can build upon that next season uh, So and I think he's had some bright moments and he's had obviously like the Houston game he was pretty bad I, I think the first Houston hit game, and then I think he had some dark moments against Golden State. But I think overall he's given them somewhat solid minutes, and at least on the defensive end. So I think that's what they, they want to have his defensive presence, and I think they just want to give him opportunity to grow and hope you know they can benefit from this next season. You know, it's interesting. You, you talked about point guard, and I know Chef Scotty brought that up here as well. In the last meeting between these two teams, Jokic – had a triple-double in that game, and he had 26 points, 18 rebounds, 15 assists. But, you know, I bring this up a lot to Pels fans, too, about, you know, the up-and-down uh, hope factor. And I'm like, you got to have your players, right? I mean, Zion not even playing 30 games this year. And when you look at the Celtics and other teams like that, their top players have played 68, 69, 64 games out of 72 <laughs> when I did this count last Tuesday. I mean, it Man, matters. What's that like, guys? I haven't seen it. I feel like I've never exactly. seen that before. Exactly. To my point, I'm saying Jamal Murray on this Nuggets team, people forget before he got hurt how good he was. And in that last meeting against the Pels, he had 32 points, six assists, and five rebounds. Jokic is one thing to deal with when Murray's locked in. Man, he he's tough. Yeah, that's that's a that's a heck of a one two punch that I don't think enough people give credit to. Yeah, no doubt. I think that's when they're most dangerous when Jamal Murray gets it going because they have that, you know, amazing two man game between them where they get those dribble handoffs going and they run some pick and roll and they force you in the switches and yeah, I think that's when their offense kind of flows the best. That's when it just becomes impossible to guard Jokic because you got to devote energy to keeping Jamal Murray from getting those jumpers off. Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to be huge for them going into the playoffs. Their potential, you know, title hopes are probably going to be tied to Jamal Murray getting back to at least somewhat close to the guy we saw in the bubble that one year when he was just going crazy and dropping fifty in these playoffs games. So we know he has that potential. He hasn't. He's had his up and downs since coming back from that uh, that torn ACL a couple of years ago. But no doubt that we're going to see Herb Jones on Jamal Murray tonight. They're going to put a big focus on slowing him down because when he has it going. I don't know what you can do to stop Jokic when you, you know, combine his scoring and his passing. Yeah, no doubt. Turnovers, 
That's going to be a key tonight, right? It, it kind of feels like when mm. the Pels turn that ball over high, their defense, just it's a cascade of comedy of errors sometimes. And they make it harder for them to win, right? What's another key statistic I need to pay attention to when Graf calls it tonight? And I don't even think it's just the turnovers. I think the turnovers have often a product of them just getting stagnant on offense, right? They got to play with pace. They got to get the ball moving. And that's how you prevent the turnovers. I think that's when you've seen B.I. have these zero one turnover games where they're playing fast, they're moving the ball instead of just dribble, dribble through the legs at the top of the key with CJ and B.I., which is, I think, the worst version of this team. And also, uh, I think offensive rebounds is something that, you know, the Warriors killed them with with Kevin Looney. We know Jokic is one of the best in the league at grabbing those offensive rebounds, getting those second-chance points. That's going to be massive for this team to not only get stops, but to finish those defensive possessions with a rebound so they can get out and run. Well, Guillory, as always, man, appreciate the time. Thanks for hopping on today. And, um... Whenever you're, you know, you you're available on a Thursday because it's gorgeous out here. Huh? Chef Scotty, who's destroying a uh, velvet cake cupcake. Uh, That's totally off my diet. Oh, it's so good. No, I didn't mean to like rat you out like that. That was good. <laughs> Go Sater baseball. It's man. good stuff. Yeah, man. Will uh, love it. Uh, and thank you so much for the time, man. Absolutely, man. I'll be coming to see you guys soon for sure. Nice for sure. Looking Thanks, forward to Will. it. John Forcade, Chef Scotty. And me, Goose Cat and Flu, for the Sports Hangover. Going to have a little fun here when we come back. Final two segments are open. If you like to chime into the conversation, as... You're so talented. What, what did he just say? You just like Mr. Miyagi. He just, he it's, just it's, grabbed a it's, love it's bug. It's a love bug. He just grabbed a love bug yeah. like he was Mr. Miyagi. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a easy. Lo- it's a love bug. He's not going to hurt you. It wasn't a love bug. It's called a love bug. No, it's I don't want a love bug. bug. What do you need it's 20 of these It's a baby love bug. I'm going to give them out. We're taking over contains that he's already a Natalia, solid dismount, but that little pause is a deduction. Top tumblers hope to stick the landing with Coach Jasmine. That aerial sequence still needs work. She needs more certified athletic trainers to find her balance. Focus. I'm going to need you for the all-around. Wait, who's spotting the vaults? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. We instantly connect you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Here's a message just for the attorneys out there. So you passed the bar, joined a firm, or even built your own. Now are you finding out that you're doing more administration than actual law practice? Lexicon can help. Lexicon is a legal technology provider with over a decade of experience streamlining administrative tasks like timekeeping, billing, and more. So you can focus on maximizing billable hours and increasing client satisfaction. Call 855-4-LEXICON or visit lexiconservices.com slash go to learn more. The biggest names in sports are on ESPN Radio. Jim Beheim, national champion and Hall of Fame coach. I was done and happy to be done, but overall, I'm pretty happy with the whole body of work, as they say. Pro Football Hall of Fame wide receiver Calvin Johnson joins us. People really can understand why I chose to retire after nine seasons. If I was left to my own device, I might have retired after my eight. <laughs> Former first team All NBA, Memphis head coach. Anthony hey. Penny Hardaway. I felt 
felt like I've done some wonderful things here at the university. No, we haven't made it to the NCAA as much as we wanted to. But again, I'm building. UConn head coach, Dan Hurley. What's going on, Charles? Dan, I'm surprised your voice is still working. <laughs> you know how Bob Sr. taught us how to go about this coaching thing. So there's no doubt we're a little bit hoarse this time of year. <laughs> the biggest names in sports come here. And it all starts weekday mornings with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And continues all day. This is ESPN Radio. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003 in the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. I'll be out there with Aaron Summers and the rest of the Pelicans, including Pierre the Pelican, over at Wrong Iron today. Tip time, 9 o'clock, so a little Pelicans official watch party there. Chef, have you, would, would, can I get you in Pierre Pelicans? Uh, yeah. Can I get you to be Pierre the Pelican one day? Uh, no. No? That, not in this heat. <laughs> if it was cold outside, it'd what be if it's inside? To. What if it's inside? No. No? Still too hot. Okay. I uh, can't stand being that hot. Let's go over some Major League Baseball scores since it is Major League Baseball 40 opening nothing day. Cubs. Four to nothing uh-huh. Cubbies. Yeah, well, you know what? Look, again, we won't, we won't don't go rain on my parade. Don't rain on my parade. I think it's awesome, buddy. I'm having fun. It's nice um, to see the Cubs win a game or two. Yankees. Earlier today, the Yankees, uh, I think there was the first game. There was the first game, and first in the first game. That one's driven to center field and deep. Yastrzemski back. Still back. On the track. At the wall. See ya. He picks up where he left off. A home run for Judge. one nothing Yanks. First home run of the season. First home run of the season for him. But literally, it was the first game. It was the first at bat. First home run of the year. You know, what? 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 What, what do you? I just, I'm not a, I'm not a Yankee fan. Are you a baseball fan? Oh, I love baseball. Well, I mean, how can you not be a baseball fan and see what he has done? Well, he's great. I mean, look, in all honesty, come on. Last year, his, you know, chasing Ruth and, and hitting those homers. I mean, he's, he's, he's a good player to cheer and root for, right? I mean, he's um, easy to do so. I'm kind of curious why the Cardinals at home tonight and the Toronto's favorite. Yeah, why is that, Chef Scotty, for your, your vaunted St. Louis Cardinals? Um... Toronto's got a good team. I mean, a lot of people are picking them to be World Series champions. Really? Um, but um, I don't really care that they're favored because we're going to win. <laughs> oh, okay. But, um, uh, my Cubbies, 4 nothing, leading uh, against the Brewers here in the top of the fifth That's inning. That's impressive because the Brewers have a pretty good team. In the top of the eighth inning, Braves 4, Nationals 2 in the top of the eighth there. Uh, I need to get out to... The Braves ballpark, man. It really is nice over there. Have you been there? I've, I've driven by it. Haven't been. I, yes. I've seen it. Never, never been there. Orioles and Red Sox going on. Uh, sorry, Mr. I don't know why they're favored. Mr. They're Truck not favored owner. much, man. The uh, Red Sox are trailing 5-2 to really two at the end of four. Bottom second, Tigers and Rays. No score there. Phillies and Rangers coming up at 3.05. At 3.10, it's the Twins and the Royals. Mets and Marlins at 3.10. Pirates and John's Reds coming up at 310. Blue Jays Cardinals at 310. 6 o'clock, it's the White Sox and the Cheating Astros. Can I still call them the Cheating Astros? Yes. I mean, once you cheat, you're always a cheat, right? Is that how it works? Why not? All right, we're going to have a little fun with that. Anyway, so uh, Rockies and Padres. Lots of people think the Padres will be the team that represent the National League this year uh, in that. So 
And then we have the Angels and Athletics at 9.07. Diamondbacks and Dodgers at 9.10. That is, of course, Graf's Dodgers. Guardians and Mariners at 9.10. And that is your first day as all 32, as all 30. Major League Baseball teams, we going on there. Johnny got something for us? No, just, uh, I know you said you wanted to talk about, I don't want you to forget. Falcons. Talk about the Falcons. Yeah. I know we're talking baseball, but yeah, I was whipping Are through. we overlooking them as a team in, in the South? I, I'm not saying you're overlooking anybody, but they're not even on the radar screen yet. You know, I mean, they, they're still undecided. They, I, we already know who their quarterback is, but I don't think he's all that right now. He mm-hmm. has to show me a little bit more. They picked, the up, they picked up some players from the Saints, but they picked up guys from the Saints who were at the twilight of their careers. Okay. And, and Saints but, didn't even want them. Right. That, that's and then, just Nielsen thinking. Well, think, and look at the last Nielsen guy they just picked up. They just he, picked up the doing. big defensive tackle uh, from the Baltimore Ravens who on a one-year deal. Okay. And then, you know, he's been around for a while. So they're they kind of going after the uh, all-washed-up old guys, you know. So here's why I bring that up. Right. The team that you think is going to be a strong team in the South is it's the Panthers. The Panthers. Okay. It's Scott, only because he hates the Saints. Well, no, I don't hate the Saints. <laughs> Scott, you think the Saints are the yes. team to beat in the pan, uh, in the division. you got to get your face uh, out of that. The Tampa Bay Yuccaneers. Pull apart. Well, do we feel? I, I, Ooh, I, Tampa I, Bay, they're I, still playing? Who's yeah, their quarterback? I, yeah, their exactly. Team? Heineke? I, no, 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 that quarterback is Mayfield. Mayfield. Oh, Mayfield. Who took Heineke? Heineke. Falcons. Falco, he's oh, a yeah. Falcons backup. So, I, you know, I, I look at them and I'm the... The, the reason I bring that up is because the Panthers, mm-hmm. the Saints, and the Falcons all had the same record last year. True. Atlanta what? was 7-10. and ten. The Panthers were 7-10. and ten. And the Saints were 7-10. and ten. John, when I go and look at Atlanta last year, they lost to the Saints by a point in a game they should have won to Correct. open. Yes. They lost to the Rams in week two in a game that they were up early, lost 31-27. They lost to the Buccaneers for their third loss, 21-15. to Now the Bengals beat them, 35-17. That's when Cincy kind of started getting going. Mm-hmm. Their next loss was to the Chargers. 20 to 17. The next loss was to the Panthers by 10, 25, 15. To the Commanders, they lost 19, 13. They lost to the Steelers, 19, 16. They lost to the Saints, 21, 18. Stop right there. So they lost to the Saints, 21, 18. That's the first game that Ritter became the quarterback. Right. Now go from there on and see what, 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 how close they played. Okay. Ravens, they lost 17 to 9. Then they won. 20 to 19 and 130 to 17. The point I'm making is you look at their losses all but one. Mm-hmm. They lost by three points or less. They were in all those games. And if it's, if the argument that we're using in New Orleans is if we had a quarterback that made plays and could make those plays. And remember, they lost Kyle Pitts a lot here as well. That's why I, I, I just, it's legit mm-hmm. me bringing up. Are we not talking about them enough in that? They went out and got a guy that Ryan Nielsen is a guy that Sean Payton didn't want to let go of and did develop the defensive line here with the Saints. He's going to get his own defense to play there as well. They needed to play a little bit better on that side of the football. They got one of those tricky offenses that you don't face very often now in the NFL, and it's hard to to play. And their style, as I mentioned, 
is like an Eagles of 49 They do run a football pretty good. And what does that do? It runs clock. Yep. Yep. It shortens snaps on the other teams. And, and all I'm saying is they're very comfortable in doing their own thing, their own approach, their own style. So when you look at that schedule and their wins and losses, if I'm a Saints fan and I'm saying, hey, three or four of those losses we could have won. Well, three or four of those losses, they were real close to winning there as well. Same record as the Saints. Same record as the Panthers. Why shouldn't you break the case and argument that the Panthers could also contend for this division next year? Because I don't think Ritter's that good. But does Ritter, how good does Ritter have to be in that offense is what I'm saying. Well, like Marcus, the running back? Because what I'm saying is Marcus, well, that, that's what I'm getting at. Marcus Mariota's not even there to even keep him. They got rid of him. Right. But they almost, I mean, they barely lost games. They were losing by three points or one. Do, do you see what I'm getting oh, at? I like, know what you're saying. Yeah, I, I mean, I watched the play. totally agree with you. But it's just, I think it, it all starts back with the quarterback. I don't think he's going to scare anybody. Right. He was he was keeping teams in the league. When he played the Saints here in his first start, he ran more. I agree. That kept him in the ball game. But he also cost him at the end with, with the pick. And so. Well, it was a strip, right? Uh, it was a catch and strip. Yeah, but he had a, he And had I tell a, you what, that doesn't happen. That's a, that doesn't oh, yeah. happen. They're scoring. They're scoring. They're absolutely scoring. But and that's what I'm guessing. I don't know. 